Welcome to Coffee with Ken, with your host, Ken Balser. Well, it's Coffee with Ken. I'm your host, Ken Balser. We're at Forza Coffee Company out in uh, Marvin Road in Hawks Prairie. And my guest today is uh, Andy Ryder, who's the mayor of Lacey. Thanks for having me. How's things going in Lacey? Things are going really well. Actually, today was a, a pretty big day. We had our State of the Community Address with the, the Thurston Chamber. Oh, Congress. that's right. That's right. That was today. That okay. was today. And so it was a uh, time... Today is uh, Wednesday the 11th. Wednesday the 11th. <laughs> and so it was that really opportunity for the community to ask us questions and give us sort of a state of how things are going in Lacey. And um, things are going really well. I can't complain. What's, uh, what's the biggest uh, issue, biggest problem facing you right now well, in Lacey? Well, you know... The, we talked about our um, opportunities and our challenges um, today, and um, you know the, the three opportunities I really highlighted. One was um, this new um, economic investment um, fund that um, it's a, actually a strategic investment fund that the city of Lacey created. It's a 2.5 million dollar um, uh, fund that's really an economic toolbox that we can use um, for economic development and, uh, and <coughs> partnerships. And there's a, there's a lot of things that can come out of that um, investment. We, we could look at that money and maybe lower some connection fees for, for restaurants, for our restaurants to get started, because that startup costs are so much for restaurants. We can um, look at key um, economic in, in investments or for critical infrastructure that maybe is needed in certain parts of the town. Um, and obviously, the, the, the port of Olympia purchased property um, in, in the Hawks Prairie area. Right. And it's a really uh, great flex space where we think it, there's a lot of opportunities for um, startup manufacturing to happen there. In order for that to happen, there's going to need to be some investment to, to convert some of that space into some startup space. It's uh, some conversations we're having with the port, and maybe uh, we can use some of this um, this money to, to help them with so that. So this is to help, kind of, one thing you can do is help new businesses get started and give them a little break? There's, it's, it's, you've already t- exempted them from being owed tax for a period exactly of time. That's exactly right. But there is um, not a lot of startup space for new manufacturing in Thurston County, period. Right. There's hardly so it's, all been, it's all been taken. All been taken. And so and it's a very specialized space that you need. And so I think this is a perfect opportunity for some public investment in that arena. And I think there's a lot of great things that can come out of that. So that's one thing we talked about. Um, another opportunity, um, as you know, is our Transportation Benefit District. The council last year formed the district. Now we have to come up with a funding package for that. And on February 14th, so just next month, it will go out to the voters. Um, that to, begins in ballot at the end of this month. It should be at the mail, in the mail in this month. I think it's the 28th or something yep, like that. That's correct. And so it will be a two-tenths of 1% sales tax increase. That will give us about six, $4 million over the next six years, something along, along the lines. Of course, if they read their voters' pamphlet, they'll be able to see find a good reason to vote for it. Yeah, you did the, the pro I, statement. I did Thank the pro statement, much. which is the first time in my life, Andy, I've ever done a pro statement. I know. I tell everybody, well, I've been co-opted now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we really appreciate that, kid. And it, but the thing is, is... Well, I remember five or six years ago at a city council retreat, we talked about creating a transportation benefit district. And I was asked at the time, you know, would you support it? And I said, only if I went to vote as a people. Yep. Well, and I, we have had a lot of conversations on how to fund this. There's the card tab option, as, as you know. We just didn't feel that that was the best for the city of Lacey, we want the people to weigh in on this. And really, the amount of funds you can raise. And it's, it's, it's somewhat kind of a user 
fee as well because everyone using our roads then yeah we're talking about the, the, the two tenths of one percent sales, sales tax, tax increase which is about two cents on a ten dollar purchase so, yep that's correct so, so it's not really a lot of money no but you know it, it does affect our business community so we want to make sure we reached out to the chamber and to um you know everyone who's doing business in Lacey and and, and what, does, them what does this election support. cost you know I, i'm not sure what the the final um it's just for the city of Lacey. it's just for the city of Lacey. it's a special election and there's a lot of talk about do we do a special election or do we do it because so, a special election is more expensive right or do we put on the a primary general election ballot which is a lot less expensive but, but i get lost you get lost and we realize that people that vote in special elections are edu are more educated voters and in this circumstance it's something as important as this we want educated voters voting so and so the money will be used to continue the maintenance program that we've had in place since since tom hunnamer suggested back in the second council that, that's, that's second year of the city council and uh, you know a lot of questions that come up about the uh, transportation benefit district and all this money that's needed and say, you know, how do we get to this point where now we're having to reinvest so much money? Well, we've seen a lot of growth in Lacey, and, and the private sector is responsible for building a lot of the roads in our, our neighborhoods, our new neighborhoods. But they're not responsible for maintenance. They're not responsible for maintenance. And so that's what happened is we had a, a lot of new roads that, come, that came onto our, our books over the past 10 years. We've had a tremendous amount of growth in Lacey. We continue to have a tremendous amount of growth in Lacey. And so... But it, it's once you take over that asset, as how do you continue to pay for that asset? And so looking at the numbers, um, it just wasn't sustainable to be using, continue to use uh, general fund dollars um, to supplement, you know, we're doing about a million dollars a year in overlay, on our overlay program. And then during the recession, we couldn't afford to continue to fund that. And so that's where, um, when, when cities were really sort of tightening um, their budgets, that's one of the things that had to go in Lacey. And that's when the conversation happens, like how do we replace that money that we have historically been investing in our roads. I want to tell everybody that not one time did I have any contact with the city about what, what to write or what I should write or, or what I was going to write. You don't even know what I wrote. I have no idea what you wrote. I trust you, though. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is um, you know... Um, but you know I care about Lacey. Infrastructure investment is one that... <laughs> key things that local governments are responsible right. for. You know, the other thing I, I talked about, though, at, um, at the chamber today is, is we do things just a little bit different in Lacey. I, and this is an ongoing conversation that we've had, Ken, but I, do, I really don't see Lacey as just another local government. I really see us as a highly effective public-private partnership. And um, that is set up to provide services to our citizens so um, we have the best possible place to live, work, play, and educate our children. Let me ask you a question, though. How do you maintain that that close community when you've had growth, such tremendous rapid growth that we've had? I'm over 42,000 people now. I remember when we had 6,000. Yeah. And how do, you, how do you maintain that feeling of, of a good community, a great community, and personal contact with their elected officials when it grows like that so fast? You know, I think it's an ongoing challenge for any growing community. Some of the things I've done as mayor, that I've implemented as mayor, as, um, as any new business comes into the city of Lacey, 
we, I write them a, a, a personal letter says thank you for for being part of the Lacey family. Uh, I understand how difficult it is to be a business owner. I'm a business owner myself, and I'm here to support you any way possible. I also um, started reaching. We started reaching out to some of the key businesses in Lacey, and I wanted to go out and ask them. You know, how are we doing it as a, as a city? Is there anything that we can do to help you be successful? And believe it or not, through those contacts, we realized that you know company A has been having to purchase a product you know, out of state or out of the county when company B is producing that same product right down the street. And it They help put people together. They help put people together, and it's been very successful. That well, way. I know the city's a member of the chamber, yeah. but I, I very seldom see you at a chamber meeting. I, I know you're a businessman, you're busy, yeah. but you know, do you have representatives there? So believe it or not, um, last year I created... Um, a representative to the Lacey Chamber, an official representative to the Lacey Chamber, as, well as, as the official, council. and that yeah. was one of my responsibilities as mayor is to appoint people to that. Right. And so I created that position, and so I um, I selected Jason Hearn to be Lacey's representative at the Lacey Chamber, and then he reports back every month on what's going on with, with the Lacey Chamber. So he is officially our our representative, um, and so that's why you you see him there. Yeah, I have seen him there lately. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you see him. Now, city has just kind of finished their 50th birthday, although we well, have a couple more activities going yeah. on. But how do you feel that went, and what is the significance to the community of that 50th celebration? Well, uh, first of all, I am I have so much pride in the fact that I just happened to be the mayor of um, when it's our 50th anniversary in the city that I was born and raised on. I was born and raised on Lacey Street. <laughs> in Lacey, yeah. Lacey, yeah. And, you know, I bought my childhood home. And so I've seen this city. Grow. You didn't go to Lacey Elementary, did I you? did go to Lacey Elementary. <laughs> uh, my mom went but to Lacey you Elementary. You didn't go to Lacey High School, did Lacey you? Elementary. My mom went to the old Lacey <laughs> Elementary. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm a Lacey boy. And I, I love Lacey. I'm unabashed about it. And so um, the fact that I could see this community grow as I was growing up, and uh, yes, I went away to Lakewood for just a little bit and then and came back. I think I appreciated it even more. I always had roots here in Lacey. And so um, the fact that I could help guide Lacey um, and, and try to bring that sort of that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, one thing you realize about um, local government, it's very risk averse. All right. Right? And so, and for me as a private business owner, we can't be risk averse. We have to make educated decisions all the time when it comes to risk. But we're, we constantly have to um, think five years, ten years, think in the future. Because if, if you're not prepared, you're going to be left behind. And so um, I have tried to bring some of that entrepreneurial spirit uh, as, as the mayor of Lacey um, to, to this council and to the city. And we're seeing a lot of great things happen in Lacey. I'm not saying it's all because of me. It's, I think it really has to do with um, the key leadership all being on the same page. And I've, I've mentioned this before, but if you, if you look at Lacey's core leaders, leadership right now, myself as the mayor, Scott Spence as the city manager, our finance director, our community development economic director, about all, these city, all, the, city all, all the city staff, we're all <laughs> Gen Xers. <laughs> and it's very unusual to have a leadership group that is all from the same generation in this circumstance where we're not baby boomers. 
Right. Right. Yeah. But our baby boomers are our parents. Well, you got one baby boomer. Actually, you got one that's in the past baby boomer, <laughs> Virgil. I, I'm just saying <laughs> I the, 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 the core the leadership team, um, leadership team um, is it's a very unique circumstance that you have the, the sort of the core leadership team. Of course, I'm just one member of the council as well. But um, sort of being able to bounce ideas off of uh, the city manager and our community economic development director. For example, um, the whole idea of trying to have our own economic development website was an idea that I talked about. And you think about what's so great about Lacey, it's our location, right? And so I said, well, what if we came up with a, a, a website that was location, location, Lacey? Something that's very <laughs> catchy, right? Something everyone can think of. And sure enough, we, we have a website that's Bingo Live. It's our economic development website that's location, location, Lacey.com. Well, the question was the, the, <laughs> the 50th birthday celebration. So the 50th birthday celebration. I, mean, I, I, know, yeah. I know you're happy and proud to be the mayor. <laughs> I, you're, you're right. And so um, I think it's gone extremely well. I think we had a great fireworks show. The kickoff. Uh, yep. For the kickoff. Um, the events during the Lacey days were bigger and better than ever. Um, and then I was very proud of our actual birthday celebration where we had the, the lighted parade. I think it was very successful. several thousand people for that. And I we should do that every year, I we guess. We should do that every year. I agree. I think it's, a, it's been a, a great tradition that hopefully will be around for a long time. And then, you know, end of April, we have, we'll have our first mayor's gala. And so that's you want, Would you like to tell us a little bit more about what you envision that to be? I mean, I know what we're talking about, but yeah. what, what do you envision it so to be? So the whole idea of um, the, the gala, the other thing I, I was able to do, um, I've been able to do as mayor, is I brought all the former mayors together under a leadership council, so what we call Lacey Leadership Council. And it was former mayors that are around. All the former mayors that are still around and brought them together to start talking about the 50th birthday and start getting input from them. They have all this years of knowledge. Why, why waste it? Well, it's not, let's get together in sort of a small band of, you know, small club and start talking about Lacey that we all love so much. And um, sort of out of that, um, talking about uh, Lacey's future and what we can do about the 50th birthday, um, in conjunction with this new Lacey Veteran Services Hub, something else I'm really proud of. Right, and that's something uh, that you and you took the leadership on and got yes, started. and that was through a lot of work I did with the National League of this Cities. Is a, this is a place where veterans can go and get all, most of their services taken care of, most of their needs taken care of. It's the only one in Thurston County. It's the only one of its kind we can find, period. period. Where, and it, it was a simple, it took a long time to get there. So it wasn't so simple. Then. It wasn't so simple. <laughs> and it was talking to other military communities and asking them, you know, what kind of services are you providing for your veterans? And really not hearing anything great. You know, there was uh, communities that put together job fairs or they would help uh, right. repair a veteran's home or something like that. But I was looking for total wraparound services. Like, um, there's a, a, uh, the, um, some services that are provided up north, but they're really a, a, um, a referral service. And so you can go there and then be referred onto your services. Well, this uh, is a facility that, that is leased in South Puget Sound campus. Yeah, SPSCC has been an outstanding partner. Um, and the city's paying for that. Yep. Uh, and we recently um, went um, from 1,500 square feet, or 1,200 square feet to 4,500 square feet. And we're almost outgrowing that. And the, the idea was, it's like, okay, if we can't provide the services, 
who is providing services in Thurston County. And come find out there are a lot of nonprofits. So, so you've given some space in so the So we facility. gave them the opportunity to come into one, under one roof. And how is this funded? Um, right now it's being funded by the city of Lacey. Um, do you, know, have, do a, you have an idea of how much money that is? We spent about a hundred thousand dollars last oh, wow. year. That's we have, a, we have another hundred thousand, hundred twenty thousand in our budget for this next year. But we know that we need more uh, sustainable funding, and so the whole idea of the mayor's gala, going back to that, was maybe we can use the mayor's gala as a fundraiser to help support our. our well, that wasn't services. the original concept. Well, but this has been t right. talk about s as as ideas of what we can. We can use so, the money so it's going to be a mayor's gala. It's going to be in April. It's going to be a black tie affair. Yep. It's going to have a have a ticket cost. Ticket cost a, over a hundred dollars. Yep. And of course, we're going to invite all the former mayors. There's going to be some. Do they have to pay? No, of course <laughs> not. Um, and we're going to be honoring some former mayors there. And so um, it's going to be a great event. I'm looking. Our sister city from Poland. Mayor's going to plan. Are, are there over. other activities planned in conjunction with that? I mean, raising funds could be more than ticket sales. There's got to be something going on. To you know, some of those um, is still in the works. We're still meeting and, and, and planning on the, exactly everything that's going to happen at the Mayor's Gala. But this will be our first year, and I'm really looking forward for a successful event there. Let's talk about something that's been in the news recently, and that's the Sports Commission. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it has been in the news recently. Yes, since uh, somebody got their hand slapped. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, is I understand um, always wanting to I have to been have defending you, by the way. Well, thank you. But, um, you know, whenever, and, and I may be more guilty of this than, than most mayors, because I'm always trying to come up with new ideas. Kind of like your dad. Because I'm like my father. <laughs> That's why he couldn't be in politics, because he goes way outside Well, he the tried box. for politics. He tried, he tried. Um, but, you know, of course... And his dad, Ron, ran for the city council, I want to say, about 74, 75, somewhere correct. right now. And then ran there. for county commission right after that. And so... <laughs> and um, lost both times. Lost both times. Yeah. Won by, like, 13 votes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and thank goodness, you know. <laughs> yeah. He, he'll have ruined my name forever, so... <laughs> anyway. But... but um, so this whole idea of a sports commission really comes off of brainstorming um, with our, our lodging association, our LTAC committee, where um, we have this great asset with the RAC, um, the Regional Athletic Complex. And St. Martin's. At Saint, in St. Martin's. And there's also been some talk about what would it take to get some three-on-three -three tournaments and some other activities. There's a whole youth sports aspect that is very popular right now, but it takes some coordination to get it going. And so in Lacey, we really pride ourselves on our outdoor activities. And so um, the thought is is uh, maybe looking at a, a, a sports commission which focuses strictly on sports-related activities as an economic development driver. Right. And so that's how the conversation started. It, um, it was brought up at, at LTAC committee meeting, and uh, the hoteliers were very supportive, saying, yes, this is something we'd like to see. Um, they've heard about sports commissions and how successful they are about filling hotel rooms because um, you, you have a big event like uh, you know uh, a big outdoor activity event it fills up fills up the rooms and so um, but we knew we were going to need a partner with this and so we started looking to sports commissions sort of on our own and we re found out that you say we so every time i come up with an idea i start poking scott, scott Spence, okay. what do you think you know, what do you think this yeah. is what you should do what do you think <laughs> and so um 
and it took a while for him to sort of understand. He's a little think, cautious. Think about the value of us, you know, where's our role in all this. Um, and so, uh, but we did reach out, um, started getting some information, found out Wenatchee's Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. runs their sports commission. So we reached out to our Lacey Chamber. And our, um, our Lacey Chamber representative is part of those LTAC original discussions. And so um, she, our executive director, her, the executive director, she was there and um, said, yeah, boy, this is something that Lacey Chamber might be get involved in. And so we um, had a meeting with the Lacey Chamber and, and then they got the away. idea and they said yeah let's get some more information and then um you know john grantham has been very supportive he's been pretty enthusiastic this is something that he he'd like to see and um but what happened was um he decided to reach out to the visitor and convention bureau and and because he sees them as a, a partner and which i think they could be a great partner and i really don't think uh, it, it, this has to be a competition. There are two. Well, there's really, money involved. And, you know, and I understand and that, and and it come, may come down to money, but I think they could be a great partner. There's a lot of cities that have visitor and convention bureaus and sports commissions. Santa Tacoma does, Seattle does. There's a lot, a lot to do. So, um, but what happened was a um, our Lacey representative of the visitor and convention bureau wasn't aware that we had so many this ongoing conversations behind the scenes. And um, he was sort of caught off guard, and I, I understand that. I don't want to catch my my council members off guard, but we hadn't. It was still there was no, it was, nothing official. Nothing was done. official. It was just really, all unofficial yeah, talk, and yet it got out there. Then it got out, there. and it was pushed uh, because there's somebody else trying to start a sports commission there in Jackson County. Yeah, at the same time, at the same you time, know, unknown, unbeknownst to us, there's yeah, others. And a, to me, when he yeah. when he called me, I was surprised. So, um, and so I. Of course, talk to them. And say we're we're talking about this. We're still in the um, idea phase of it, and so I think he can be uh, a, a very helpful as we go through this process because he's definitely thinking more in the terms of maybe having a, a developmental NBA league here. He's interested in maybe a minor yeah. league team. You know, some of these other kind of bigger. Um, and and we have we have one advantage still here in Lacey. We still have 26 acres of land that we can develop we for, for sports. Because we give the Gophers 11 of it. But <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But boy, what a tremendous asset! It is an asset. The next phase of the rack, and so how we develop that next phase of the rack, and and how we promote it, and, and I think it can all fall in line with the, with, the, with the sports commission. For those that don't know, I, I I'm the new chair of the Lacey Parks and Rec Board, so yes, I have some connection to that. Um, I want to talk about a couple more minutes about what you see ahead for Lacey. Uh, and I want to talk for a second about politics because this is an election year. Mm-hmm. You've got two or three seats up for election or re-election in the city council. Do. What four do you seats. four seats? Good. I mean, it's interesting. Anyway, <laughs> what what do you uh, suspect is going to happen? And Virgil has said he's not going to run for election, yeah, so, so there'll be an open seat there. So we know we have an open seat there. Then myself. Uh, Deputy Mayor Cynthia Pratt and uh, Councilmember Michael Stedman were all up for for re-election. So we know we know we have one open seat. So that's going to change over. Um, you know, I think um, I think the the residents of Lacey can can look at Lacey and our city government and be very proud of our city. And I, you go out and talk to people, and they're like, "You're doing a great job. Uh, Lacey's doing a great job." And so I, I really think we have a lot of support for this current council um, from the public. And um, I, I think uh, that we're, we'll receive a lot of support 
in the upcoming election, the existing council members in, in the upcoming election. Um, of course, we will have one open seat, and so I'm not sure who's going to run for that seat. And, um, but I, I think we have um, a great platform that we have uh, have started and have been building on, and um, we'll continue to see. I think Lacey will really be the future economic future economic hubs of Thurston County as the Gateway Project gets up and going. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the Gateway Project and the Woodland Square Project. Yes. So just talk a little bit about both. Well, the, the Gateway Project has uh, been a long coming. Um, it was originally sort of conceived under Tree Vaux, and um, Cabela's was going to be that big anchor, um, anchor store, and the rest of it was going to be developed. And then, of course, the economy crashed. And um, now the Nisqually tribe and, and Whig properties are in partnership into developing that. Wig is a Seattle firm. It, they're a Seattle firm. Um, and, and so uh, we've been working with mostly Wig Properties as the developer there. And uh, I know there was an article in the Olympian that came out too long, uh, not too long ago that I was talking about just the, the just a portion of that. And that, that portion of the property is part of the Gateway Project, but we sort of um, have, have some, uh, some public financing assistance um, that we, we received. We were one of the few cities that received um, some infrastructure reimbursement that can happen for development when it comes to retail development. You've, you've seen packages in the past that are based off of manufacturing that there's some ways to create some, um, some payback from the state for infrastructure costs, but this was one of the first you saw for retail. Lacey was one of the few communities that um, applied for it and received it. Um, there's a time on, on when that can, the, the, the property has to be up and running and generating so much sales tax in order to yeah. sort of pay back the fund. And so that time frame is coming here pretty quick. So the, so the Gateway Project is moving along, starting to get some action. Yeah. Now, you know, Woodland Square, we're talking about, you know, trying to do some kind of an urban village concept. They're doing some redevelopment there. What's going on there? Well, I, that's another thing, I actually, I talked today about at the, the Thurston Chamber. It's a perfect place for an urban village. Is, and <laughs> we've made a lot of progress um, in what's the, our, our business core, but we call it the Woodland District. Um, and, uh, you know, most... Most of that area was vacant, mm -hmm. um, and now we see almost every building is either um, is, uh, uh, been redeveloped or is going to be. Is under that all lease. under one ownership? Most of it is under one ownership, and so and they've come back and really um, made a, a big investment in Ricardo's there. And well, so that hub is a beautiful that, little facility. That hub is a great facility, and that's sort of their idea of their anchor, and um, and there's some other opportunities that. Um, I, I hear are, are on their way, and so uh, I think we're at a point now where what we need in that area is is some some residential. Yeah. And so we desperately need residential. And yes, we implemented a a um, a multifamily tax exemption to help encourage that residential in that area. But uh, I think that's the next sort of big phase. Is once it just we takes one person money. to get in there and invest some money, and exactly it'll just right. take right off. Just like downtown Olympia is trying to really take off. It's and yeah. with housing. Very I'm really encouraged by that for the city of Olympia. I have one more question. That's got to do with the Nisqually Jail. Yes. Now, I know that Lacey contracts with the tribe to mm -hmm. house prisoners there. There's been some. I guess it was in the paper uh, just recently about the about the jail and some problems there and so on. And because it's a sovereign nation, you can't sue them. You know. mm -hmm. So, I mean, is Lacey re-looking at, at 
their contract with the Nisqually tribe or, I mean, how, I know you want to keep good relationships with, with the yes. tribe, but what are you looking at there that you can tell me? Well, I just, we've had a, a great relationship with Nisqually. This is um, somewhat of a, a legal question um, about them being a sovereign nation and everything. Um, it's our opinion that um, we you can contract with the Squally. Um, we're not the only jurisdiction. Right, and, that, and, but the city of Yelm was being sued because the prisoner died in an Squally jail because they can't right. sue the tribe. Now, that I mean, that's a legal obligation on the city's part, isn't it? Well, I, I think um, we are living in a very litigious society. Are, yeah. And I think, you know, cities are always, um, you know, getting sued over one thing or another. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but we are still planning on continuing our relationship with the Nisqually tribe. I mean, the state of Washington uses them, federal government uses them, Lakewood uses them, um, so Tumwater uses them, so um, we're all in the same boat when it comes to um, using them for our jail services, and um, I, I, I believe that relationship will continue. Is there anything you want to say before we call this to an end? No, I just thank you again for having me on your show. I always appreciate this, uh, having you come on. I don't know how many times I've been here. By it's about four, fourth, maybe, fourth, fourth or fifth, fifth time yeah. in, the, in the last several years. Yeah, so. so I always appreciate, you know, we need more local news. Boy, we need more local news. And so we need, you know, podcasters, you know, you're a big part of our local news. and Because if you don't get it here, where are you getting it from? Right, we're exactly. certainly not seeing it like we yeah. used to. And uh, the Olympian monster, they just, they just can't do it. Yeah, they don't difficult. have the staff anymore. Yeah, Annie Ryder, Mayor of Lacey and owner of Sheer Clean Car Wash. Yep. Thank, Thank you very much, Annie. Thanks, Annie. Yeah. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. Boom.